Happy Thursday. Welcome to Libra Lady Podcast. My name is Hope. For today's episode, I'm going to be explaining the significance of the 12 houses in astrology. By the way, I got a microphone, so the sound quality is going to be so much better, and I am so excited. Okay. (laughs) Now getting into it. The 12 houses represent different areas in our lives. No, there aren't just 12 areas, but based on how the stars have been historically read, there are pie pieces where there are physical positions in the sky. So, relating to what we've already talked about, I want to hopefully try and paint a little um, diagram or connection. We want to connect some dots right now. Um, We've talked about the planets and the signs already. The planets represent human energies, while the signs represent the ways in which we manifest those energies. And the houses represent where the energy is directed. It focuses on how we think, feel, communicate, love. Basically, anything that we have a reaction to, it focuses on on those specific things, on what we have the reaction towards. And I also want to say that I am in no way an expert. There are so many ways that charts are read that I do not understand yet, nor do I have the experience to be able to explain it. So I will definitely incorporate the websites that I've looked at, the book that I have. Um, I'm teaching myself. So I just want to have that little disclaimer there. And I also want to say there are so many things that I don't know that I'm so curious to learn about. There are different terms that I have to learn still. For example, stellium means that you have three, sometimes four or more placements in a certain house or a certain planet or sign. And that whole concept together is just crazy. But Before I get into too much, um, there's a lot to be learned and a lot to be discussed and discovered and I trust that I will learn it at the time I'm supposed to. But for today, we're talking about the houses. The first house represents the self and the individual. The natural ruler of this house is Aries. Much like each sign has a ruling planet, each house has a natural ruler that would be a different sign. This house shows how we present ourselves in the world. It can be considered sort of an entry point of our very being, so it represents everything that can be seen. It is our personality, our temper, how we carry ourselves, and our reactions to certain things. Some of these explanations can seem generalized, but there are so many other aspects to consider. You want to consider the planet and the sign when looking at what house you're in for certain things, but you also want to consider the aspects, which is something we haven't even covered, but I am sharing the basics for now. I'll share an example. So for the first sign, if you were to have a Venus first house, It would indicate that you may center your worth around the physical and focus on beauty and riches to define your worth and define who you are. 
The second house's natural ruler is the Taurus. This house rules values and possessions. It is concerned with general wellness and it focuses on our five senses. So much like the Taurus, they like to feel grounded and they like to do that by understanding different things in their lives and understanding what they like, what they don't like, what works for them, what doesn't. They're very focused on the development of self-worth and um, your livelihood and your wellness. The second house also focuses on financial security and if you were to have a lot of second house placements, it would indicate that you are very resourceful and basically you get shit done. <laughs> So, an example would be if you were to have the planet Jupiter in the second house, it would mean that you have power with manifestation, right? If we go back to the planet Jupiter, it rules philosophy and abundance, and it's a great benefic planet. So, there's a lot of powerful energy surrounding the planet Jupiter. So, relating that to the second house, the second house has to do with getting it done. So you would focus a lot of the things that you want and it would come out and manifest and you would be able to create that in your life if you were to have a lot of second house placements. That's not to say you have to have second house placements, but it would just be magnified if you were to. The third house is ruled by Gemini. The third house represents communication. Any types of communication, all types of communication. Specifically, though, communication with our siblings. It reveals how we communicate. It reveals our early education experience as well. As an example for the third house, if you were to have a Scorpio in this house, it would mean that you require intimate communication and you are adamant on resolution. Scorpios are very inward but they are also concerned with feeling completely understood. So these would go hand in hand in making sure that everything is out on the table and um, is resolved or has the possibility of being resolved. The fourth house's natural ruler is Cancer. The fourth house is concerned with root and our origins, basically our home. It is concerned with upbringing and our childhood experiences. So even if you were to look at the psychology of this, you would see how all of that connects. But this specific house is concerned only with that and only with our private worlds and where we feel completely comfortable and our absolute necessities. It also focuses on the energy of mothers or of nurturing. So an example for this house would be if you were to have the planet Uranus in the fourth house, it could indicate an unusual relationship to the mother or motherhood. Uranus is a very mysterious planet and it focuses on transformation and everything like that and it is more personal and more inward, if anything. So relating that to a mother's experience with their child or relationship with their child or sort of any nurturing experience, it would be strange to try and bring about those connections and um, basically forcing something that just doesn't go. It's They don't complement each other and they don't 
make anything bad happen, if that makes sense. They don't impact each other negatively. So that would be an example. It would just be strange. The fifth house is ruled by the sign Leo. It is concerned with creativity and it reveals how we seek pleasure and how we are entertained. It's also about self-expression and if you were to have multiple placements in the fifth house, you could be seen as playful and you love love. An example for this would be if someone were to have a Mars in the fifth house, they would visibly display all emotion, right? We have to remember that the planet Mars has to do with embodying physical energy. It indicates drive. So that would have to be displayed, right? Your playful side, your creativity, the Mars would sort of bring that out. They would seem charming and flirtatious. Um, their effort in their lives would go towards feeling good and enjoying life, right? This fifth house focuses on how we seek pleasure. So the Mars would definitely be about um, being driven to accomplish all of that. The sixth house's natural ruler is Virgo. The sixth house is concerned with service, our work, and routines. It is focused on health and service to others. Um, it talks about where our worries lie, what the type of energy manifests when it comes to worrying, and what we have may have anxiety about. It talks about our work ethic and where we dedicate our time to. An example for this to try and accurately display the type of energy that is in the 12th house, I would think is if you were to have a Capricorn in the 6th house. Did I say 12th? I did. I meant 6th. So Capricorns are concerned with security and having a ground to place their feet on. So being in the sixth house, rest and routine, having a repetitive routine would be especially good for Capricorns in sixth house. Um, Capricorns in this sixth house would also worry about their capabilities and they would rather stay safe. Um, this sign would also require lots of rest for regeneration because they do tend to worry a little bit more than others. <laughs> Because they're so concerned with feeling secure. So that routine would definitely play into that. So the seventh house is ruled by the sign Libra. The seventh house reveals our shadow selves. So this basically means the characteristics, the traits, the types of people that we are attracted to. Um, that represent our shadows. Um, who we want behind us, if you will. Uh, so it reveals our ideal partners and is concerned with relationships, intimate relationships more specifically. So just for an example, I have a Leo 7th house as well as a Mars 7th house. So the Mars part of that would be I am gravitated towards people who are competitive by nature and they are passionate in every aspect of their lives. The Leo part would indicate that I look for a partner who is active and outward with who they want to be, um, what they want to do. I would say that that's definitely true. I do seek people who um, 
have some sense of not necessarily urgency, but just purpose. Have some sense of this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. And um, I, th I also think that those types of people tend to gravitate towards me as well. So that's the type of energy that lies in the seventh house. So the eighth house is a little intense. The natural ruler is a Scorpio. As I've said before, Scorpio, I think, is one of my favorite signs. Truly, truthfully, I do have 8th house placements, so I'm happy about that. But the 8th house is concerned with sex, death, and metaphysics. Intense, I know. And what the hell is metaphysics? Who knows? I don't even think people who study metaphysics know exactly what they're learning because it's a branch of philosophy that deals with and examines the principles of things. It has a lot to do with abstract concepts, literally things. That's what it says in the definition, the, the principles of things. <laughs> um, but it talks about uh, the potential and the actual and um, the relationship of the mind and space and time and, and, and knowing. It's pretty broad, but there are so many things that you would have to wrap your head around. Um, but yeah, so people with eighth house placements are focused on doing the deep inner work. They're focused on transformation, um, having to do with the sex part. They are, um, signs who emphasize sexuality. They are interested in the depth of the human experience and what brings us, um, Basically to the different levels and to the different areas of wisdom. The different levels of wisdom in our life. That's all I can think of how to say it. It's, it's intense, as I've said. Um, so it's also about how we relate to sexual intimacy. So that's the sex part of it. And um, sexual intimacy, I would say, is one of the deep parts of the human experience. Uh, I'll definitely talk about that another time as well. As an example for the 8th house, if you were to have a Gemini 8th house, um, this would indicate that you are emotionally cautious and you want to stray away from being codependent. You could also want to seek knowledge just to have it, um, not to fully apply. So that would be a negative aspect of having a Gemini in the eighth house. Um, but Geminis, they're, they're kind of about show. You know, I mean, you know a Gemini. Think about a Gemini for a second. <laughs> they're about just showing, showing off, showing what they know, showing anything, <laughs> um, the sex part, showing their bodies, you know, it's just that would enhance um, those specific energies. Now we move on to the ninth house. The ninth house's natural ruler is a Sagittarius. This house is concerned with philosophy, so it has everything to do with wonderment and the nature of things. Again, here we go with the metaphysics. That's a branch of philosophy, but the ninth house is general philosophy. So any sort of philosophical topic, area, genre, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
So people with ninth house placements could view traveling and being adventurous as something that's very important. And they could explore academics further. They could um, be religious. They could tie deeply into anything that can explain life. Um, that's what ninth house placements would do. So as an example, having a, uh, excuse me, a Virgo in the ninth house, you have to remember that Virgos are concerned with, um, since they're an earth sign, they want to be secure. Virgos are also concerned with service work and, um, their contribution to people. So Virgos in the ninth house would want to stay aligned with their beliefs. Um, the philosophy of this would be that you, um, Basically, you follow the beliefs of a community in order to uphold harmony. Um, they want to be aware of their higher exist of excuse me, not there, but of a higher existence. Um, people with ninth house Virgos would want to explore that part, and they would definitely be um, more inclined to believing in a higher power and to being open to having a specific thing that they um, look at to explain communication, to explain their purpose in regards to a community. So um, if you know anything about philosophy, <laughs> I hope you understand me. And if you don't know anything about philosophy, um, take a class. <laughs> it's a lot. But that would be the ninth house. Now we have the 10th house. The 10th house's natural ruler is the Capricorn. This house is concerned with our calling in life, with our contribution to society by the career path that we take. Um, it is focused on achieving success in this way that we do contribute, uh, that we do work in harmony, and um, we are social beings. So, you know, where are you when it comes to the whole picture, basically. For example, if an Aquarius placement were to be in the 10th house, they would, the person would be seen as eccentric and unconventional, and they would be born to develop the mind so they could contribute to society by any sort of creative artistic means or through um, exploration, through writing, um, just being involved in history and making a name for whatever area they choose to go into. So it could be contributing towards a specific field of study, contributing towards um, family, contributing towards um, the development of creative expression. It could be a very artistic person would be someone who um, has an Aquarius 10th house. The 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. And it is concerned with community, specifically our relationship within the communities. Um, it is concerned with our friends and our acquaintances. Um, so it also could reveal the types of friends that we attract. 
So for example, if someone were to have a Mercury in the 11th house, they would have strong group communications and deep friendships. This would be someone who is extremely sociable and they seem to fit in with um, multiple people and they are deeply invested in each friend group that they're in or each um, community group or things like that. Um, they're attached to community and they are very interested in bringing people together. The 12th house reveals all things spiritual. The natural ruler is the Pisces. Um, the 12th house also reveals means of addiction and escapism. It reflects psychic abilities and our subconscious impulses. Uh, it reaches beyond the personal, so it removes the ego. Um, it removes any desire. So it's it's less personal and more about the spirit. Um, there are hidden aspects with people with a lot of uh, 12th house placements. For example, if someone were to have a Neptune in the 12th house... Um, you have to remember that Neptune is a mysterious planet, right? The energy explores the fantasy of the unknown. So if someone were to have a 12th house Neptune, um, they can dabble with psychedelics, um, anything that opens their minds or enhances and extends their consciousness because that's what the 12th house is. It's about spirituality and seeing beyond the self. Um, yeah. So that is the 12th house. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you're curious to look up your chart. By the way, you can go to astro.com, A-S-T-R-O dot C-O-M to pull up your natal chart and to look at your different aspects and to look at your different placements and your houses and everything like that if you are curious. Thank you so much for tuning in once again, and I will be back on Sunday.